0: Welcome to The Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to The Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director of FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho, and my co host today here on Christmas Eve is Pammy Young, our college rep for FCA here in the Treasure Valley. Pammy, thank you for being on Heart of the Athlete as our co-host today.
1: Thanks so much, Ken. It's a privilege and honor to be here as always. And Merry Christmas Eve to everybody out there.
0: That's right. Yeah, here we are, man, on the, the cusp of Christmas. And we've got, man, a really a special guest with us here as we're getting we just this kind of the one of the, our last shows for 2022 so i'm going to let you introduce our our special guest today
1: yeah absolutely yeah we have Ariel Cody with us today she is a student over at Northwest Nazarene University played soccer there for two seasons and um, now is, is entering into a new path, a new journey, but she's also vice president of FCA over there running, uh, helping run that huddle. It's awesome. We're so grateful you're here, Ariel. Thanks so much for being here.
2: Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, again, Merry Christmas Eve. Um, it's an exciting time of the year. I always love spending it with my family and it's great to be here.
0: Yeah. Amen. So you're, you're going to hang out with your, you'll be with your family for Christmas. Oh yeah. And where's that at now?
2: Um. So I, I now live in Nampa. Yep. I'm a local to the, to the bone. Um, <laughs> I'm living with my, um, brother-in-law and sister and they're um, two newborns, two newborn girls. So it's it's been definitely an exciting transition during that time. Oh, that's so.
0: great. So you get to be aunt all the time. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Best job there could be. Oh, for sure. <laughs> wow,
0: well, that's great. And then your, your folks, they're helped pastor in a church, right? Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so this transition kind of happened over this time last year, actually, but my dad is now the head pastor of the Nyssa Christian Fellowship over in Nyssa, Oregon. And I think God just really put it on my parents' heart that they wanted to serve in a new and exciting way. And God just (laughs) answered their prayer and just connected them with people who were in need, I think, over there for really good leadership. And I've just watched my dad and my mom just thrive in that community, in that setting. And that has been really exciting for me to watch because I know that I finally see, like, their heart as a servant is finally being fulfilled, and, and they love it over there. So oh,
0: that's great. Yeah. Well, praise God. Wow, well, mm-hmm. cool. Well, here, like we've, we said, it's Christmas. I mean, what, what do you, uh, Pammy, what do you enjoy about this Christmas season?
1: Mm, gosh, uh, I mean, the family traditions, the times that, for me now, living pretty far from my family, the opportunity to go and be with them and experience some of that nostalgia a bit, But really, I think more than anything, it's the celebration of Jesus. You know, Mm -hmm. as a kid, you kind of grow up and you're like, oh, it's about these presents and the fun things and all that. And I didn't grow up with snow, so it was never about that. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, as I've continued to get older and older, it's just, man, the reason for the season is the coming of our king. And Mm -hmm. there's sweet spaces with my family that we get to truly celebrate that.
0: That's great. What about you, Ariel? What's... uh, some of your favorite things about Christmas.
1: Oh, man.
2: Um, for me, it's a loud house. I grew up in a family of three siblings, and my parents always encouraged us to have so much fun. So it's always a, a loud house, and mm-hmm. everyone kind of just bustling in together. And we always read the Christmas story. Every every year, my dad makes a priority. And, and that, that, to me, is special, because we all just kind of gather in. And I think it's that time to actually just... Sit and listen to like man the the birth of our Savior, like how incredible is that that mm-hmm. through these circumstances, you know and joseph's trust and and Mary's you know fearlessness that mm. that's just that boldness to be like, yeah, here, here I am, Lord, mm. um mm. use me, and I think that's just an incredible story that we can apply every day to
0: our lives, but yeah, yeah, well, so that's a good so word. good, yeah, it is. Well, I know here locally with FCA, we we get a, an opportunity like we've done this last this past week to be a part of the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, and we have our our breakfast, which was the day before, and we had Chad Hennings as our speaker this year, and. I know Ariel and Pammy, you helped out with uh, talking about FCA camp, promoting that, and talking about the impact of that. And I think for our listeners, Ariel, maybe we could start off with that. Is talk about you know, tell us about your involvement with FCA, and and I know it's been with camp, but now as a leader at, at NNU. But I think that'd be a great place to to start off here this morning. Is just talk about what God's done in your life mm-hmm. uh, through FCA camp.
2: Yeah. Well. FCA camp has such a special place in my heart. I was first a camper my sophomore year of high school, and I'll be honest, when I went, I I have what I had. They well, I have what they call the cool card, you know, and <laughs> and cool I walked card. around and I was like, yeah, I don't need this, you know. Everybody's preaching at me, and I'm like, I I grew up in the church. I'm good. I'm on solid ground, and little did I realize that like attitude was just a like a a mask and a persona for like, you know, what God was actually calling me deeper into. And now this past summer was my second year as a huddle leader. And let me tell you, it's something special. Mm -hmm. That first year, that was my, it was going to, yeah, freshman to sophomore year. That was the first summer Mm -hmm. I did it. And God just, man, he, he released some things like for me, like, that really gave me such freedom. The people I've met, like, jo- Josie Bornstead, you guys know mm. her. Um, she's, she helps out with the Eastern Oregon Huddle over there. But, you know, just the friends I've made and, and the community that I found there, it's really, like, the body of Christ amplified mm. during those weeks at camp. And the campers, like, those are girls who will still be messaging you, you know, two years later and being like, mm. how are you, you know, and, and the— just the camaraderie and the friendship and the Holy Spirit just moved in such amazing ways both years. Mm -hmm. Um, I was rebaptized after my first, Mm. first camp. And I think that was just a, a a season that God was like calling me to step into, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of fulfill that, um, a place of like, I'm a new creature and, and he's doing a new work in me. Mm. And then this past year, man, that was, It's so interesting to see the dynamic between the two different years of the different huddle leaders, you know, Mm. and how God, every year, it's something different that he's put at work in the camp. But, you know, can you say this a lot? But, like, we could just host a sports camp and that'd be fine. Mm. We wouldn't have to deal with, the, you know, the the faith and you know, like the hard conversations, or the issues, the kids the, the issues, that, yeah. that
0: come with kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause this camp is for incoming seventh through 12th graders. So yeah. there's some young kids and there's mm-hmm. some older oh, high yeah. school kids.
2: Yeah. But just seeing that the, you know, spiritual aspect of that, mm. these kids longing and yearning for something that, you know, God has placed for there for them. Mm-hmm. That has just been really, really incredible. And being able to share my testimony on a large scale like that, um, is it's amazing. So hmm. overall, FCA camp is a very special place mm. in my heart, and I hope to continue to do it as long as possible, yeah. <laughs> as yes. long as physically possible, you know. And
1: yeah, and,
0: uh, that's yeah. awesome. I know you. <laughs> you know you talked about coming as a camper and i for our listeners a, a huddle leader like you're saying it tell tell our listeners what a huddle leader is, who, who would recruit to be huddle leaders yeah what so, age are those folks so for
1: <laughs> purposes of camp when we're talking about a huddle leader we're referring to in camp language it's kind of like a camp counselor mm-hmm. who we recruit for that are our college student athletes and uh, mm-hmm. people from our region or students who go to school with in our region and there's yeah that i mean the hope is we find young men and women who are talented in the sport you know but ariel for example soccer player she helped out this last year as our wrestling
0: that's right you were in wrestling yeah yeah. so
1: (laughs) she was learning a totally new sport rocked it (laughs) bruises for weeks after that but we you know we're recruiting people who are talented athletic Uh, you know, physically capable of of doing sport or whatever, but really we're looking for men and women who have a heart to serve Mm -hmm. Uh, men and women who have a heart for Jesus and to serve. Uh, Yes. We call them leaders, but man, they're huddle servants Mm -hmm. really. And Ariel demonstrated that. Big sister, yeah, big
0: big brother, big sister to that little, little posse of wrestlers Mm -hmm. you have, (laughs) you know, they get them up on time, get them everywhere, try to get them everywhere on time. Eat three meals a day with them. Oh yeah. Lead two Bible studies a day. Yeah. Sit together at the morning FCA game day. Our morning chapel and mm-hmm. our evening chapel and.
1: And navigating all the in betweens, yeah, right? All, the all the stuff those great conversations. Yeah.
0: yeah, those divine appointments mm-hmm. that happen during the mm-hmm. day. So, well, you know, on behalf of FCA, and we just want to thank you, Ariel, mm-hmm. for your time as a Huddle Leader these last couple of years, and uh, thank you because I know. You know, there's a lot of other places these college athletes could be during the summer. You know, making money, you know, vacation with family or friends, and it it really is a a, like a mission trip, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Right here in Nampa, Idaho, at North NNU, Mm it was where we hold the Northwest SA Sport Camp. But it's it's fun because it's in your sport and. uh so well, folks. If you're just joining us here today on Heart of the Athlete, we're visiting with Ariel Cody, NNU student athlete, and uh, also a FCA huddle leader on campus there at NNU. So, mm-hmm. well, Pammy, do you have another question for for Ariel?
1: Yeah, I, I'd love Ariel just to hear you know your experience as a, a soccer player, right? That athlete mindset and where you've, where you've come to now, where you're at, you know, growing up playing sports and then going to college for your sport. Mm -hmm. And now the situation you're in share, share a little bit about that with us.
2: Yeah. So my journey with soccer began when I was about 11 years old, I kind of got at a late start. So when I began playing, it was very much like I was playing up with my sister's teams just because I, I kind of fell in. How much older is she? Oh, she is Three years. Three years. Three okay. years older than me. So I kind of fell in love with the sport just because I, you know, love playing it with my sister, um, sisters. My other sister played it with me at the time as well. And I kind of just got into the groove of it and um, playing up really helped develop my skill level. And you played what position? I played goalkeeper. Yeah. It. So from, that was quite the transition, you know, from Middle school to high school, I had been playing like an outside back. And then our goalkeeper, you know, was suddenly absent from the team. And I was like, you know what, let's do it. I'll jump in. And I took to it really naturally, I think. And a lot of people say like the weird ones are the goalkeepers. And, you know, you, I can say that's true. I I own that. But, yeah, I felt. Well, like you got to be
0: tough. <laughs> yeah. Because you got a lot of stuff coming <laughs> at you. you got a lot, yeah.
2: And that's you know, <laughs> why you were able to transition to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it was just, I fell in love with that position. Mm. And. Also being able to be a leader on the field, I found it was, I really liked, you know, kind of seeing the whole field and being Mm -hmm. able to, you know, kind of voice, you know, Mm -hmm. where where we need to take the ball, you know. And so that really helped me just make quick, fast decision-making and really helped me develop, you know, my athletic ability. And then going into, I'd say my sophomore year of high school, I wasn't sure I wanted to play college soccer. My sister, you know, she, again, I was, she was like my biggest role model at this time. And following after her, like I saw, like she enjoyed soccer so much. It was really her passion. And she went and played college for Arizona Christian for a year. But what I realized was like, I'm like, I want to make it my own thing. Mm -hmm. So I really started to like look into how to be recruited and, I think it was just God's plan that I found NNU, um, or they found me rather, because I thought I would have to go like hunting after schools, you know, be like, please take me, please recruit me. (laughs) Um, But then it turned out like I went to a a showcase camp and John Hawks, uh, he's now the co-head coach at NNU. He kind of just saw me and was like, hey, we're interested. And I was like, okay. And yeah, two years later, um, Playing at NNU and it was just an incredible, incredible two seasons. I've we came in during COVID season, so our first season was like a little bit weird, weird, very <laughs> weird. You know, it was like we have eleven games, we don't have a championship tournament, mm-hmm. but you know, play, mm-hmm. develop, you know, let's see where this goes and. Um, that's and an
0: was, odd dynamic, isn't it? It
2: is. It, it really was. It's always
0: kind of a, a culmination or a, a something you're trying to go to, yeah, or judge against, yeah. right? Yeah,
2: it was like I'd always been competing my whole life for, yeah. um, you know, tournaments and and you know, state cup, you know, whatever it was, or the state tournament for high school, and now all of a sudden it's like no championship tournament. Mm-hmm. We're just playing, you know, to yeah. play these teams and get some more experience. And I was like, okay, so yeah, definitely a interesting shift, but. What I realized most was like the relationship building on my team was really important to me. Mm. Like those girls that I'd come in with, we were all struggling together. So that built that camaraderie right there. And um, then my sophomore year, we had a regular season and I really enjoyed the time I had on that team. Like there, again, I have... Like lifelong friends, I know now. Like, we're, we're gonna be at each other's weddings. Like, I can just mm-hmm. see it. Like, it's gonna be a great time. That's cool. And I think spring season of my sophomore year, like, God definitely began a, a work in me that um, I'd say would start back then. It started with like conversations with my parents about, you know, what I wanna do with my future. And I'm a nursing major right now. So, Put in that to account, like that is, it's a lot of schooling. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough. Um, mm-hmm. But what I think God has kind of put on my heart was the desire to just go all in for him mm-hmm. and pursue, you know, what he had in place, which granted at the time, I had no idea what that was. And then kind of through going into summer and having FCA camp, I slowly started to realize like the months before what God was leading me into, where, um, there was a lot of a like kind of an identity crisis in me mm-hmm. that was like who who am I without soccer, mm-hmm. and it had turned into where I had idolized you no know, my position in sports and I'd idolized my sport where it got to the point where it's like my my perception is being graded by the coach and that's what I'm dependent on mm-hmm. is like my value lies in mm-hmm. what yeah. they think of me and your my athletic ability I- yeah,
0: your identity
2: mm-hmm. hmm. and that just took a toll on me I think because I wasn't necessarily starting <laughs> hmm. as a goalkeeper. And that was definitely hard, you know, mm-hmm. to be in that mindset. Um, and I just felt God calling me in a direction where was like, if you really want to serve me as you say you do, there needs to be some things that have like these walls that need to be torn down. And I think that slowly led to a really hard decision that I hmm. made. But I really think now looking back is the best decision I could have made to give up soccer and pursue what God had planned for me. And mm. he was, he's been so faithful through the whole process. Amen. But now I'm realizing like, how much more fun athletics are now that hmm. I'm not you know, putting them on a pedestal. Mm. I, get to, I have that love for the game again. I get to enjoy um, you know, just playing with friends and, mm-hmm. and not feeling that pressure of like, oh my goodness, if I, if I don't do well, I'm a failure mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. and kind of taking that as like no i'm 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 created in the image of of God, you know, mm-hmm. like that's my identity, like mm-hmm. I'm his daughter first and foremost, and mm-hmm. soccer is just a beautiful sport that he's created mm-hmm. and that I get to you know enjoy sure so and mm-hmm. now with lacrosse, it's like mm-hmm. new beginnings, new chapters mm-hmm. uh Ken of course is our our head coach and fearless leader with his daughter, McKenna, and Mm -hmm. they've kind of just showed me, like, there's so much possibility in... Being like, let's just try something new. Hmm. And I think that was kind of what camp led me up to is pushing me out of my comfort zone, especially sure. with wrestling. Sure. I had no idea. Like, right. these girls in high school are, you know, pinning me on the mat. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> I'm supposed to be the dominant one in this sport, you know? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's some crossover there soccer, goalie, yeah. wrestling, wrestling yeah, yep. to
2: now club lacrosse. <laughs> club lacrosse. Yeah. So there's just been some definitely interesting dynamics that have shifted, but definitely feel like god has just been using Mm -hmm. sports as a way to push me out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and teach me that the things that i value should be his 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 opinion of me and
0: Mm -hmm. you know as you're talking there era it kind of just reminds me of that you know the worship of the creation versus the creator Mm -hmm. which we talk about you know from time to time here and that i mean this could happen with anything it it, and it can happen with anybody right it's not just athletics Mm -hmm. when we start worshiping the creation Mm -hmm. over the creator that it just it ends up i don't know it's it puts everything in the wrong perspective it like throw things it throw things upside down and and uh you know like when jesus said you know you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And then all these other things will, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, will be added unto okay. you. And it's like he was put in the perspective, you know, and then, you know, of course, Jesus always referred to the Old Testament and to Genesis and, and, uh, and other books in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. And then so I, I think, man, as you describe that, I mean, it could happen to anybody. Yeah. And uh, and and it does you know, it's not just athletes, yeah. right? So yeah, well, so you're involved with FCA
1: mm-hmm.
0: on at NNU's campus, yes. and so why why FCA college ministry for you being involved with that?
2: Yeah, I think for me, it's it's been the posture of, like you said, being a, a huddle servant. I guess mm. that's just really called me into that, like pouring into. Uh, My peers, when I know that we've all been in the same position, you know, once or twice and just being like, hey, there's hope for you. You know, there's hope for whatever you're Mm -hmm. going through and and being able to really make an impact on my campus in a in a lasting way, because, you know, whether or not like people remember, you know, who I am Mm -hmm. after I graduate, it's like, well, at least I contributed to a, a community where people have everlasting effects because mm. i think once people dis- once athletes like college athletes in particular discover who jesus christ is there's really no turning back that's mm. what i've noticed is once they find that that thing that they've been yearning for and longing for you know they don't they don't really go back to what mm. they were looking for mm. so yeah that's just been my heart is I've been blessed with an incredible relationship with Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and just that growth. And I want others to experience that. So that's kind of been my heart for pouring into
1: the college ministry right now. That's awesome. Mm. I'd love to hear that. And I mean, everything you were saying about this identity crisis with sport and the, the, the idolization of it. Right. And then moving and transitioning out of sport for yourself, but Mm -hmm. still in a, position of influence yeah. Um, still the Lord has kept you in a position of influence with a variety of sports mm-hmm. a variety of different athletes and having an opportunity to share the gospel with them but share your own story mm-hmm. share what Jesus has done what he's yeah. taught you yeah. right and the ways that he's been instructing you is there anything that maybe a, a passage or, or a verse um, from scripture that the Lord really had kind of laid on your heart this year or ways that he's maybe used his word to, to really teach Teach you in all of this,
2: yeah. Psalm one twenty three. Hmm. That is just my go to. You know, it's it's um, describing how God is our protector. He's literally our shepherd. Mm-hmm. Like that is just so true. Like He renews mm-hmm. us every day. You know, He He leads us beside those things that are going to refresh us. Mm-hmm. And that's just been a great reminder again of God. You are my Creator. That's what I know first and foremost. You know, mm-hmm. and you are my protector. So that's just been a big one that's been and on my awesome. heart lately. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's so awesome.
1: Thanks for sharing that. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's so good. Well, hey, we've got about a minute left, and Ariel, it's been so good to have you on Heart of the Athlete Thank today. Thank you, yeah. Um, i got a quick question as we transition out here. Favorite Christmas food, Ariel?
2: Oh, oh my goodness. Um, oh, my mom makes this pumpkin chocolate chip bread. And it Ooh. is incredible, amazing. Mm. I could eat that stuff by the pound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lunch,
1: so uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's my favorite Christmas. That's great.
0: What about you, Pammy? <laughs>
1: Ooh, you know, my brother-in-law, he anytime we're together as a family he's our breakfast guy and he makes some homemade biscuits and gravy with some sausage in there really good and uh, he hunts so whenever he can get some deer or elk in there it's even better so yeah that's good good.
0: I know for me just being together you know I guess it doesn't matter exactly what What Christmas food but being together with family Yeah. Yeah. but both those sound awesome yeah well folks we just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and and Uh, Pammy, thank you for being co-host today on Heart of the Athlete. And Ariel, thanks for being our guest today. Thank
1: you for having me. Yeah, thank you, guys.
0: Merry Christmas, everyone.
1: Yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho, and KBXL, The Voice.